Hi, and welcome back uh, to the Scarred Podcast. I This is a bonus episode. I hadn't actually planned on uh, publishing these, but I feel like uh, it's something that goes along with the this, this story. It helps to kind of round it out. And um, and uh, we're right in the middle of uh, the coronavirus. However, whenever you listen to this, maybe it's going to definitely be sometime in the future. But uh, the you probably have lived through the coronavirus too, and you've lived through lockdown. And so I've got time on my hands, and um, and I want I wanted to put these experiences, add these experiences to the uh, the catalog of the uh, the initial episodes that I did a while back. So the beginning of my medical uh, experience or the medical training that I had was in the Navy. And after taking a test that is called the ASVAB test, and I'm, I'm sure it has something to do with armed service, something, some kind of acronym for that. It, once you get uh, your score back, it will, they'll, they'll, tell you what you can and can't qualify for depending on if you, your score is at a certain level then you there's just some jobs that you won't be able to do so I went actually took it was a friend and I that decided to do this uh, to to join the military join the Navy and he and I both scored fairly well um, I can't remember exactly what my score was and I I heard uh, somebody say one time that they got a hundred percent and I remember I think I did too but I, I honestly I, I can't imagine that I actually did get a hundred percent but anyway it was high enough that the recruiter said look this is what you can do and you basically can do anything if you want a nuclear submarines or whatever you want to do you can get into that field and I said well I want to uh, want to go into the medicine side to be a corpsman and he kind of looked at us like are you kidding this is what you want to do you you get basically have anything that you uh that, that the navy has available to you and you pick this in fact they they had kind of a uh a bad a bad name for it but they called it pecker checker because i guess from the vietnam war a lot of guys got uh, stds and so the corpsmen were the ones that took care of them but undeterred, I, I, this is what I wanted to do. I definitely wanted to go into medicine. I, w- I, I needed to get a, get something that I could make money doing while I was in college and something that would give me experience. And so I definitely didn't have any, any, it wasn't, uh, dissuaded at all by any other, any other thing. So the first two months of, uh, and this was a special program back when I did it, uh, it was back in the uh, the mid '80s, and it was called the Sea and Air Mariner Program or SAM program. And you basically went in for your your training, and then you once your training was done, then you went to a reserve unit where you lived. So the training was going to be, uh, I think, boot camp two months, and then the hospital corpsman or the A school training was another two to three months, I think, something like that. And then there was sea training. And I don't mean like sea out to sea, not S-E-A, but sea as in the letter C, which was sea school, which was more like an advanced school. And that was for uh, combat training with the Marine Corps. And that was in Oceanside. So boot camp was interesting. Um, the first night in, in boot camp, the company commander, this uh, little Filipino guy, and, and 
he he came out and there's I guess a hundred of us in a company and we're all just who knows what's going on nobody knows what's going on and his accent is so thick that it's hard to understand and and they basically just come out yelling like there's no hey how's it going guys you know it's 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 your worst football basketball coach teacher you know authoritarian and to boot you can't understand what they're saying and they're just yelling and giving commands and you want to obey but you just don't know what they're saying and i remember one time he was yelling at somebody and, and he says he said something like wait you don't understand me i speak english to you and the whole you know it's the first night we didn't know you weren't supposed to laugh at things that were funny okay Anyway, a bunch of people started laughing, and then it was just push-ups for the rest of the night, which was what they called being mashed. Anyway, so we, so boot camp was was interesting. Uh, he had a, you get assigned jobs, and one of the my job in boot camp was to be what they called the mail PO. I, I would go get the mail and bring the mail back and, and hand it out to everybody. And he told one time this was further on in boot camp he told me that how he assigned the jobs and you know right or wrong these this i always thought it was interesting how he because you basically don't know anybody they all they have is your application and so they take these kind of uh hard and fast types of rules or at least ways to kind of pick the right people based on what you can know and you can know someone's test scores you can know um it at least back then i mean the first night he asked anybody what their religious background was and then he picked people based on that to do certain things just because he thought he could trust them i don't i i don't agree with that and i wouldn't do that now but that's what he did back then and one of the things he did for the for what's called the recruit petty officer or the guy that, that's a recruit just like the rest of us who's the guy in charge of the recruits how do you even pick somebody like that with you know within two to three days you, but you have to so there was a time he and i were talking and he confided in me how he picked the um the recruit cpo uh, the chief petty officer that's in charge of the other recruits and he said that he can't he picked he can't he, he said you don't pick anybody with an ASVAB score or that test score over 70 it's so it's based on like a zero to a hundred uh scale 100 being perfect and he said you just don't pick anybody over 70 and i remember thinking to myself why wouldn't you want somebody that's you know fairly smart to be in charge and he said that's he said people that are smart or have those that have scores over 70 ask too many questions they basically just don't do it they they want to know why and i i thought that i guess that totally makes sense and because it completely tip it was typified the guy that he did pick to be in charge because the guy never asked any questions he just did exactly what he was told and without question so i always thought that was funny i kind of took that with me uh as, as just a truism kind of throughout life which is interesting when you start thinking about who decides to be 
affiliated with what party in the pol- in politics and just anything. But so so boot camp was uh, two two months of you know you can basically just check your check your mind at the door and just you just are supposed to do what they tell you and it's a you know i i got out of those two months probably in the best shape of my life because basically you're running or marching where the whole day long and it's uh it 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 it, it was interesting to kind of see how the military works um from you know from that perspective but again it's not a lot of thinking it's there are you do learn things but you just are basically at the will of <laughs> these people and you just have to be okay with it at all times so that was boot camp uh, two months and it was it, and then we went to hospital corman school at uh balboa hospital which has been torn down by now and it re- replaced by a very you know up to date and new hospital but it was called the pink palace and i guess i never really understood why maybe it was colored pink i'm not sure but it was cool it was right next to the uh balboa park and there's a zoo nearby and it was just absolutely gorgeous beautiful place i was there in the early part of the year so it was nice to get out of the snow where i was from and to get into some nice weather and so um, I really did enjoy San Diego, and I, I, I loved it. And then uh, it was fun to get into the medicine finally after you know two months of getting into you know learning about the Navy. Now I was starting to get to learn what I went there for, and that was uh, uh, it was a great experience. Uh, I remember one morning we got to uh, we got to school, and they told us it's today's autopsy day. And I, you know, I grew up on a farm. Uh, my dad had uh, 5,000 head of cattle and, you know, once in a while cattle would die and he would have to figure out if it was, if it was something that was particularly troubling, then he would have to have an autopsy done. And sometimes he did the autopsies himself. And so I had seen these on cattle and then I, you know, our kid in the country, you're going to hunt rabbits, you're going to shoot things and you're going to see life and death up close and personal. And so I had seen that, but I'd never seen anything like that on a human. I, I, I had seen my dad. Um, he passed away. I did see him in his casket. And, you know, you see that, you see dead people. I had seen a dead, you know, some dead people, but I'd never seen this. So I was a little bit curious about how I was going to respond to that. And so we went into this uh, autopsy kind of room or it was basically down in the morgue and there was a uh, an elderly woman you know underneath well she i can't remember exactly how it was presented when we walked in the room it could have been a sheet over her she's on the stainless steel table but i just remember them pulling the sheet off and here's this frail looking uh, human, um, and, and I just kept expecting to see her chest rise and fall, but clearly, you know, that didn't never happen. And so he was, he rolled her on her side so that we could see her backside. And she had these huge bed sores, like just open sores. And he told he, that this is the doctor that, um, 
one that's going to perform the autopsy is talking to us and he's like this is why you have to move people because if they just lie in the same spot it pushes it the pressure causes the um the blood to be pushed from the area and then if there's no blood circulation it can't you know the area is going to die it becomes necrotic and and tissue starts you can get gangrene you can get an infection it can become systemic so he's like this is why you guys have to take care of patients and move them prop you know pillows and and keep them moving around so and when he took his hand away from he had he was holding her with two hands one was on her uh one of her butt cheeks when he took his hand away to let her kind of roll back over, his handprint stayed there. It wasn't, you know, elastic at all. Like, it just his handprint stayed in her butt. And that was just burned into my into my mind as if that just this never would never go away. So they, he rolled her back on her back. And he didn't say, like, okay, everybody get ready. I'm going to start cutting. He just, like whips the knife out and does this Y incision in her chest and and then starts pulling stuff out and I was like wow uh that's something you don't see every day and then I heard felt something against the back of my leg and turned behind me and one of the other uh guys in my class had passed out <laughs> he'd fallen on the ground and he wasn't the only one as I looked around there was a couple more people had just gotten woozy and and timbered and I could feel I I could feel myself feeling like this is not normal. But at the same time, I didn't. I kind of expected. I think I psyched myself up for it because I had seen uh, things kind of like this on the farm, but not with humans. But anyway, it was uh, it it was it, it was a little bit too graphic to for for even me. As I feel like I'm gonna have a scientist brain. It was a little bit too graphic even for me to kind of get the interest of it, even though he was showing us she died. She had died from cancer and he was showing us kind of the uh, the ravages of just unchecked growth. And basically that's what cancer is. Cells that just go nuts. They they replicate way too fast. They don't become mature so that they can perform like a normal cell. And all of the body's resources go to to trying to uh, keep these this rapid growth of cells going and it starves other systems and and that's in a in a very simplistic nutshell that's my understanding of, of how cancer kills people so he was showing us that he was had this like super sharp look like a bread knife and he's like slicing the the liver she died of liver cancer and i just it's just the graphicness and the realness of that whole thing just was more than I could, uh, more than I could be interested about. It was just, I was all I could do to just kind of keep myself staying standing and continue to just kind of keep breathing and, and not, <laughs> and not fall like the, some of the other guys did. So that, that ended again, it was just kind of a, a surreal thing, but it took up the morning and, and then it was lunch. So we go upstairs and we're, I'm in the line for lunch and, and they have, they made Monte Cristo sandwiches in the cafeteria. And I was like, Hey, I love those. Anyway, the guy, it's a, it's a sandwich, like a ham and cheese sandwich that's dipped in egg and fried. It's actually, it's really good. 
but when he when the cook like put the hand the the sandwich on my plate his hand print stayed in the sandwich and then that was it i was done i couldn't i couldn't eat that i could in fact i couldn't even eat for the rest of the day it just everything just kind of reminded me of that whole experience smells liquids just anything it just would just harken back to that that morning and so that was uh that was something that stuck with me for for quite some time uh so and we had uh but you basically learn all kinds of emergency medicine you learn about uh infectious disease you learn about how to take vital signs what the vital signs mean and just it, it was it how to you know draw blood all these kinds of things it was fascinating to me and i really loved it and i had a, a great experience while i was in core school they call it core school but then we had i got orders from the president that's where your orders come from who was uh, ronald reagan at the time but these orders were that i wasn't going to be going to uh, i wasn't going to be released back to my reserve unit i was actually reassigned to uh, to go to oceanside and do field medical service school and be a, a, a be a uh, what do they call it a marine medic and you know i wasn't okay with that because i had planned to go back to school in the in the summer and try to get uh, back into my life and get my school my pick up my where i left off in college and the, I, you know they don't care nobody cares when you're in the military you you do what you're told but uh, i went to a friend of mine i'd made friends with one of the people in the office and he said look this is how you this is what you need to do if you don't want to have your orders changed out from under you you uh you just let them know that you were registered for school and send have them send your class schedule and they'll they'll let you go to school and so i just had my college forwarded them up my uh, my registration stuff and I was able to go take off and go back to school without going to Oceanside and, and being in field medical service school. But later I would, I would f- uh, find that I kind of wished I would have done that because when the Gulf War came out, they needed these uh, field medical, well, they needed medics. Uh, they were in demand and so my reserve unit started sending me on my reserve weekends to Miramar Air Base and I was getting my my field medical service training then and consequently during that time uh, I found out that I had some some medical issues and then I I was actually released from the military at that time but uh, that's kind of what happened as far as like medical training and then when I did come back in the summer and start back into college, I got this job working on a burn center. So that, that uh, I've wanted to kind of explain what happens in the military, how that happened with boot camp and, uh, and hospital corpsman training and, and uh, the field medical service school. So hope you enjoyed that. Thank you. I want you to know how much I appreciate you stopping by and taking an opportunity to share these experiences with me. Part of my journey has been learning how to produce and create music 
and uh, I'm going to play one for you if you want to stick around and listen to it. Hope that you enjoy it. 